Broadcasting live from the campus of Lander University in Greenwood, South Carolina. This is your college radio station, XLR Lander University Radio. Welcome to No News. I'm your host, Joel Seymour, and today we are finally back with a brand new rendition of No News, the good news show that brings the important news and the encouraging news straight to you. Our first news story of the day, of the new year, comes from CNN. Now, as you know, the Super Bowl was last uh, last night, not just last year, um, although that too. But this is a story about what happened last night, just not at the stadium. According to CNN, a man randomly threw a Super Bowl party for the homeless. Three years later, he's hosting 20 across the U.S., a chance encounter with a homeless man prompted social media personality Mayor Kelmason to throw a Super Bowl party three years ago for the homeless. This weekend, the vlogger known as Mayor K is hosting at least 20 such parties across the country with the help of volunteers and donors. Free food and camaraderie will be offered at a time when homelessness has risen nationwide, especially on the West Coast. Quote, ultimately, the mission of the Super Bowl party is less about the party, Camelson said. It is just the stage for humans being, human beings to come together, put aside our differences, our struggles, our challenges, and connect on a human level to show love, to show compassion. End quote. Around the Super Bowl in 2017, a young man caught Camelson's attention as he was walking around New York. He was holding a cardboard sign, and on it it said, I don't want anything to eat. I don't want to drink. All I want is to be seen. I want to talk to somebody, Camelson said. That just hit me in the gut. Camelson went to a bodega, grabbed some food for the man, and sat down with him to listen, the internet personality said. We connected. I know what it means to feel alone in this world, explained Camelson, who moved around a lot as a child. At times ignored and bullied as a young Jewish boy, Camelson has always tried to make sure others don't feel that way. So he brainstormed what he could do to help that man and others. The Super Bowl came to mind. Quote, Super Bowl is this unofficial holiday in the U.S. There's all this stuff going on for those who are experiencing homelessness around Christmas and Thanksgiving, but nothing for the Super Bowl. So I figured it's a good time to jump in and try to connect the people who may feel a bit more lonely than usual. Camelson met six or so homeless men living on the streets in New York, he said. He brought them football jerseys and took them to a friend's party at a rooftop bar. We had our first Super Bowl party, which was soon to be a Super Soul party, he recalled. It was unbelievable. Of course, everyone enjoyed the game and free food, but the unexpected deeper human connection is what stood out. Quote, yes, we had different circumstances that took us to different places, but putting all of that aside, we're just humans. Seeing that one little party, those few hours transformed them, was truly life-changing. The 30-year old is all about people getting out of their comfort zones and putting kindness into action. He's done quite a few feel-good stunts, including his popular High Five New York video. 
But his video on the Super Bowl party experience started a movement. Volunteers reached out from all over the country, wanting to get involved. For the last two years, Super Soul Party has reached Los Angeles with an enhanced experiences, including clothing drives, free hygiene kits, haircuts, manicures, and on-site therapists. About 100 people attended last year's New York event. Quote, we plan the parties out so that there are an equal number of people who are experiencing homelessness and people who aren't. This way, people can connect on a one-to-one basis, and they can have a close, intimate conversation. We want everybody to feel that they are being seen. Camelson also stated the non- started the nonprofit Super Soul Party, and he is partnering this year with homeless shelters and individuals in at least 15 cities across the country to host events around Sunday night's matchup. Quote, I want people to connect and to see that they're not alone. Now, with this article, it stood out to me partially because, obviously, as I was researching, the Super Bowl was happening, and so it stuck out in that sense. But I think this is an important story because this goes beyond just YouTube clout. Obviously, he's a YouTuber, and obviously he uses um, goodwill to be able to make a living which we can debate on whether or not that's something good. But regardless of that, this this event, this opportunity, this nonprofit, it's something that is much more than just views. This is much more than subscribers. This is an event that is genuinely concerned about other people. Now, there are bigger situ- uh, issues here and bigger situations that need to be solved. And obviously, the epidemic of homelessness itself is not resolved through this. It, there's still homeless people. Those people that went to the party are still experiencing that difficulty. But solving an issue in society on a whole is just one aspect. Because at the end of the day, what makes up that society is people. And if those people are not seen, if those people feel abandoned, if those people don't feel treated as people, that is just as big as an issue for them as the situation that surrounds them. This didn't solve homelessness, but the people who are homeless themselves were acknowledged, were treated as humans. We're treated with love, and that is instrumental. That is crucial. That is so important. So I hope for the best for this nonprofit. This, I hope, continues. Any opportunity that we have to make people feel loved, to make people feel seen, we should take. Regardless of people's situations, regardless of how they got there, they are still human and that means they are human that we can love our next news story for the day is coming from cbs news nebraska doctor lets patients pay for surgery by volunteering 
with around 43 million Americans under 65 past due on medical bills and yearly U.S. medical debt totaling $88 billion, one surgeon in Nebraska is offering to eliminate debt for his patients, as long as they agreed to pay it forward. Surgeon Demetrio Aguila saw a recurring problem at his clinic, Healing Hands of Nebraska, patients who couldn't afford surgery. So, six months ago, the nerve specialist started a program that offers patients the option to pay for surgery by volunteering for local humanitarian groups. Quote, we can't ignore the people in our own backyard, he told CBS News. We want to be able to offer hope to patients who have lost hope medically. About 10% of Aguila's patients qualify for the program. He and his staff calculate the number of volunteer hours required based on the complexity of the surgery. Quote, I don't care if you're a multi-billionaire or if you're the guy on the street corner with a styrofoam cup. You get offered the same options. Why? Because it's fair. The arrangement seemed more than fair to Troy Bowers and his wife Bobby. Medical debt took them to the brink of bankruptcy, so they agreed to pay for Troy's ankle surgery by volunteering at a local charity where clothing and household goods are donated. Jeff Jensen also signed on. He has nerve damage in his feet and worried about paying for his procedure. Quote, there's nothing more depressing than seeing a bill for $18,000, and going, and how much and going, how much of this will my insurance cover, and how much is mine to cover? Jensen's surgery added up to 560 hours of volunteering, but others are allowed to help. For him, more than 100 people stepped up to contribute. Quote, of those 105, I probably knew 30 or 40 of them, Jensen said. Really, without this program, this surgery wouldn't have been done. Aguila hopes his mission will inspire more doctors to find creative ways to limit their patients' medical expenses. Quote, This whole practice is about restoring hope for patients by giving them the opportunity to wrest back control of their health care, he said. Right now, the program is small, with just eight people. But Aguila said since he started, his stress levels have gone down and his job sat satisfaction has soared. Now, at first glance at this story, I had a sense of dystopia, I guess I is the best way to say it. It's unfortunate that we've gotten to this point that in this country, medical expenses are so expensive and are so taxing. But I think this story is the step in the right direction. Obviously, the medical expenses is something that is a country-wide problem and something that isn't going to be easily resolved by a person. And when we look at something like that, when we look at such a big issue like that and such a big burden in our society, it can be extremely disheartening, not just because it's unfortunate that that is the reality that we live in, but it almost gives a sense of hopelessness. Like there's nothing that we can do about this issue. But with that said, even if we can't immediately resolve a 
a huge issue or if we can't deal with a big problem that is facing our world, no matter what power or money you have, you can always make a huge difference in the community that you're in already. You can't necessarily change the world in an instant, at least for the better. But you certainly can make a huge difference in the communities that are around you. And this is living proof of that. We have a doctor who can't necessarily just clear everybody's uh, medical expenses, but he can use that as an opportunity to essentially donate that money that he would have gotten by allowing people to volunteer. And even if you aren't a doctor, which I'm assuming is most people, but even if you're not in that position to take control of that power that is in your hands and use it for the better, there are volunteers that are helping people like Jeff Jensen in this program that are making that impossible 560 hours worth of work and making that five for each person. Ultimately, this is a story of hope, not a hope that everything is going to work out just as we want, because we know that's not true. And that's not what the show is about. Instead, this is a story of seeing a need and fulfilling how you can. Demetrio saw a need in his patience and was willing to fulfill that demand. The volunteers for Jeff Jensen saw a need and they were willing to fill that need to do what they could. And even if it's not in the same way, even if it's not in the same program, you can do the same. Even if you can't bring hope to a situation that plagues our world, you can bring hope to a person that has been affected by it. of the corona outbreak, I feel like it's important to address it, um, but not just addressing the coronavirus by itself, but instead looking at the important work that has been done over the past week, just the week alone. So first things first, from ABC News, Australian lab first outside of China to copy coronavirus, helping vaccine push. In a major breakthrough in the global fight against the coronavirus, scientists in Australia have developed a lab-grown version of the disease, described as a game-changer that will help scientists determine whether a future vaccine is effective. Experts at Melbourne's Peter Doherty Institution, uh, Institute for Infection and Immunity on Tuesday became the world's first scientific lab outside of China to copy the virus. Jumping out of the story real quickly, I forgot how long that name was. Let me try that one more time. Melbourne's Peter Doherty Institute for Infection and Immunity. There we go. They're the ones that we're talking about today. Jumping in. They will now share it with the World Health Organization 
who um, in Europe, which will in turn share it with labs worldwide, including the one in Queensland, involved in the worldwide race to develop a vaccine. The team of scientists grew the virus from a patient who had been infected since Friday. The ABC was in the lab the moment scientists discovered they had successfully grown the virus. With Mike Catton, the co-deputy director of the Doherty Institute, confirming it with three words. Quote, we got it, he said. Fantastic. Dr. Catton told the ABC the discovery was vitally important and would become a critical part of the toolkit to show if vaccines work, with scientists able to test any potential vaccine against a lab-grown version of the disease. It will also enable researchers to develop a test to identify people who might be infected with the virus even before they show any symptoms. Right now, in Australia, patients with initial coronavirus symptoms undergo testing in hospital, with samples sent to the Doherty Institute, the only lab in Australia that can test samples a second time and give a 100% answer about whether someone is infected or not. But this could all change following Tuesday's discovery. So this, as you can tell, is a pretty big deal. We now have the opportunity to clone the virus and copy it and seeing how exactly we can best approach to eliminate it, to eradicate the the danger that we are worried about. Resolve could be coming soon and very soon at that with this copy of scientists. uh, With this copy, scientists around the world are going to be working on this resolution, on this vaccine. And through that, we are going to be able to have some form of optimism as we look forward to how this virus is being treated. Now, with that said, though, this is just prevention. How do we take care of those that already are affected? Obviously, it's best to just not get the virus at all, but Is there a way that we can actually get rid of the virus and eliminate its dangers before it's too late? Well, according to Yahoo News, that's definitely possible. According to them, cocktail of flu. HIV drugs appears to help fight the coronavirus, according to Thai doctors. They have seen success in treating severe cases of the new coronavirus with a combination of medications for flu and HIV, with initial results showing vast improvement 48 hours after applying the treatment, they said on Sunday. The doctors from the hospital in Bangkok said a new approach in coronavirus treatment had improved the condition of several patients under their care, including one 70-year-old Chinese woman from Wuhan who tested positive for the coronavirus for 10 days. The drug treatment includes a mixture of anti-HIV drugs, lapinavir and ritinavir, in combination with flu drug ulcitavir in large doses. Quote, this is not the cure, but the patient's conditions has vastly improved. 
from testing positive for 10 days under our care. After applying this combination of medicine, the test results became negative within 48 hours. According to Dr. Kriangsika, quote, the outlook is good, but we still have to do more study to determine that this can be a standard treatment. So obviously, this is something to be cautious of. The coronavirus is certainly serious, but as we look forward, as these doctors from Australia, from Bangkok, are working together as a unified body of doctors, of healers, we don't have to be fearful of this. It is one thing to be cautious and one thing to want to make sure that we are safe and that the people that we care about are safe. With that said, there is a difference between caution and fear. Fear gives up the sense of hope, the sense of optimism, rather. The sense that there is a possible way for things to become better, for things to resolve. If we allow this coronavirus to take fear into its own hands and in our lives, that's going to paralyze us. That's not going to allow us to see the good that is around us, and that's going to consume our thoughts. But in this beautiful moment, people across the world are coming together, looking past the fear, to ensure wellness for everyone who is and could be affected, regardless of borders. This is a story of humanity at its finest. Humanity coming together to face an evil so that good can permeate throughout the world. Obviously, the battle isn't won. This isn't a cure, just like as Dr. Kriangska said. With that said, though, this isn't over. Far from it. In fact, this is just the beginning of something beautiful. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. But the new, n- the good news is far from over. It's been a while since I've done this, so I'm a little rusty. But there is plenty of other news stories that it came out just in the past week that have been amazing. There were several of people and organizations and programs that I just couldn't fit into this episode but are just as important, like the one reported by WTXL Tallahassee. Program teaches prisoners coding so they can land tech jobs once released. Or from CBC, world-renowned violinist performs at maximum security prison. That one is a very cool story as well. But there is loads of others of people helping other people in really surprising and really important ways as well. BBC, according to BBC, seals over 65's disco like medicine for seniors. According to News 18, 
11-year-old girl saves minor from woman trafficker in Mizoram. Uh, according to fizz.org, British carbon tax leads to 93% drop in coal-fired electricity. And then, according to Gizmodo, Scotland is on track to hit 100% renewable energy this year. Finally, according to Daily Mail, one of the craziest stories that I found, but according to them, Mother 40 and her three children survived 34 days in Colombian jungle after getting lost while on holiday and living off of wild fruits. Now, if any of those articles sounds interesting or important to you, which I hope they do, you can find all of them um, in the show notes below. Or if you're listening live on xlr1.org, um, I you can find all of these articles uh, on my website, joelseymour.com. That is J-O-E-L-S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. So joelseymour.com. You'll be able to find all of these articles and uh, past episodes on there. Um, and if you're listening there, like I said before, this is live on XLR1.org. So if you'd like to listen on 10 a.m.s on Mondays, either go there or my Instagram page where I live stream all of these as well. With all of that said, thank you so much for listening. And I'm excited to be back. I hope you are too. This is something that I have been very excited to bring back since last semester. And I don't intend on stopping anytime soon. So until next time, I hope you have a great day and that you do some good. <laughs>